0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey Podcast with your host, Emma Daughter.
1: Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's diva writer, Scott Buchanan. Hey, Emma. Scott, I'm glad you're here. I feel like in a way we go way back because you know my dad.
0: Yes, but I, I've known your family for a while.
1: We met more personally recently, yes. more recently in the last couple of years. Yep. But um, I would love to hear how you came to know the Lord, get yeah. to know you a little bit better.
0: Sure. So I didn't grow up in a Christian home, uh, met Jesus at 16 through the ministry of young life. And uh, cool. but really didn't surrender my heart until I was in my mid thirties. Okay. And really it was from that point on here at Watermark that, you know, God just used this place and the people here to change more of who I need to be. So mm. been married for 33 years.
1: To Michelle. Yes. I'm Michelle. a big fan.
0: Thank you. I'll celebrate our 33 year wedding anniversary, December 16th. Uh, we have uh, three children, uh, two by marriage as well. So we've got a son and two daughters and a okay. son-in-law and a daughter-in-law and then two granddaughters. So that's exciting for our family. That's so exciting. To enjoy that. So anyway, I've been at Watermark serving in different ways. Most recently in the last 15, 20 years have been serving in marriage ministry, which has been such a blessing I for Michelle it. and I to serve together in foundation groups. And so uh,
1: newly married couples,
0: thank you, newly married couples, learning how to love life together as God intended in marriage. And so it gives us a chance to serve in ways uh, that have been a blessing to us. So anyway, that's been the big part of our time at Watermark is just serving together.
1: I love it. Well, I say we just jump right in.
0: Okay, let's go. So
1: Genesis 4. What's happening?
0: What's happened is all of a sudden, uh, Ab and Eve are now outside of the garden, right? And they're going to yep. start a family, right? And so they now have uh, Cain and they have Abel. Well, sure enough, it doesn't take too long before this sibling <laughs> rivalry, right? That oh, happens yeah. in chapter four. And so when that happens, we see Cain make a really, really horrible decision. Mm-hmm. Kills his brother. Of course, God knows about it. Starts questioning Cain. Mm-hmm. What happened? How did it happen? And sure enough, we watch uh, kind of the selfishness, the pride, the arrogance that happens oftentimes. We're in places we don't need to be and make bad choices. God kind of pursues Cain and challenges him in many ways. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a, it's a story that really takes the first three chapters of Genesis and now speeds it forward yep. right into where we're going to see God show up many times.
1: So this the story of Cain and Abel it's one you learn in Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Like if you've been around church for much time at all, you've probably heard the story. What are some things that you think we tend to overlook?
0: I I think we miss the fact that if you read this, that there is an opportunity early on, they kind of bring in a form of worship, these sacrifices to the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. So they were, they both Cain and Abel were bringing their sacrifices. It's unfortunate when you look at the different types of sacrifices, Cain was probably not bringing, maybe as some people think, not the best of his fruits, yeah. whereas Abel might have been. Right. Mm-hmm. And so God knows that he knows our heart and he knows when we worship, are we worshiping with a full heart or are we just kind of holding some things back? So that's one small thing that I, yeah. as I studied this, thought, man, that's an interesting, where am I when I give my sacrifice, when I give of my things to the Lord, am I doing with a full heart or am I holding some things back?
1: Yeah. So today we don't, you know, sacrifice animals or bring literal fruits Mm -hmm. to God. I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess we could, but we don't have to do that (laughs) anymore, but we do worship through song. We worship through action. We worship through giving through our speech. Yes. What do you think the modern day comparison is? Uh,
0: Well, I think I quickly to me is the way in which you may give of your time Mm. and your treasure Mm -hmm. and the things that God has given you kind of your gifts or skills to the the church and to to other fellow believers. And Mm -hmm. so when we choose not to do that are we limiting our opportunity to really enjoy all that God has for us hmm. and so i think that's what, when you think about this modern life it is kind of the treasures we have it's the it's the income the resources that god's provided for us right it's the time we have uh, how are we going to spend it Are we making uh, the choices to do what god would have us to do versus what we want to do right and then the mm-hmm. gifts we have what well, spiritual gifts or talents how do we use that to encourage uh, and support uh, those within our church.
1: yeah what um, and everyone's got different spiritual gifts taking a little bit of a tangent here. Yeah. what does that journey looked like for you to discover how the Lord has wired you gifted yeah. you and great, then steward? great
0: question you know I um, I've learned over my time following Jesus that you know I, I didn't know who I was but early on I knew that maybe there was a part of me that had a strong sense of encouragement or exhortation as the Bible calls it. Uh, so encouraging people um, in their walk with Jesus. Uh, but then over time, I've seen that by life's trials and circumstances, uh, one of my spiritual gifts is faithfulness. And so how do I live out of that faith? And then also giving. So how do I start to give out of the things that I have, may, God may use in different ways. And so those are three things I think about how God's wired me. And every time I do those things, either together or separately, I just feel like, hey, this is what God's called me to do and live out of these three things of being an encourager, somebody that's faithful, and somebody that's willing to give.
1: It's awesome. I love it. Switching gears a little bit. I'm looking at this chapter, just kind of scrolling through it in front of me on my computer. And you get past the main Cain and Abel story. Mm -hmm. And then you start to get these names and... This is just the beginning. We're in Genesis four. Uh-huh. We just started this new reading plan. What do you do when you come across these passages, when it's a bunch of names, it's the family, it's mm-hmm. a list. It's there for a reason because it's in the Bible, Yeah, but it's not the easiest thing to study. Right. What do you do?
0: Well, one thing I I don't get, I don't get too caught up in the names. Right. right. I mean, I think we you can study it. God has a reason why they're in there. Yeah. But it's part of the full story. So Mm -hmm. God is starting to now, I think, in this part, starting to lay out that there is a family structure that's occurring, Mm -hmm. right? There is children that are occurring. Families are growing. Uh, There is... There's a parent, and then there's a child, and then there's a grandchild, and there's a great-grandchild. And so you start to see this legacy starting to happen. Sometimes those legacies are a blessing, and what we're going to see here oftentimes is legacy sometimes don't feel like a blessing, mm-hmm. right? Choices are made, things happen, people feel like they're not where God would want them to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's the legacy sometimes is it could be a blessing or sometimes feels like it's not a blessing.
1: Yeah, that's good. Because this really is, I mean, the first time in the Bible, we get lists of names. So that's, God is building a family.
0: So let me, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So when when you read this chapter four and you think mm-hmm. about Cain and Abel mm-hmm. and it first starts out and it talks about, um, you know, they were working, right? Mm. They had different roles and responsibilities. And then all of a sudden things start to go sideways. What, when you read that, what, com, what comes to mind for you?
1: Well, I think about I I go back to the curses of Genesis three. Okay. And so we know work existed before sin entered the picture, but then God says, Hey, because of sin Mm -hmm. works going to be harder now. And it's funny that, and and there's other curses of sin within there between the man and the woman, all that. But it's interesting to think you flip the page and you get to Genesis four and immediately we see, work looks different. Mm, Maybe it's not necessarily a depiction of the actual manual labor being challenging, but there's clearly difficulty in how they relate to one another as they do their work. I think, I mean, if I just think about with my siblings, like you could be competitive, you could compare (laughs) like, how (laughs) am I doing? I was the oldest. So I think for my younger siblings, it was, it'd be like teachers knew Mm. Emma or they knew Michael and Andrew and Abby are coming along. Like there's that big brother, big sister kind Uh of thing going on.
0: It's interesting when I read that you you mentioned that kind of that sibling component because I'm a twin. And so when I read this, I start to think, gosh, there are times when I grew up where I was really careful Mm -hmm. about what am I doing to help my twin brother? Mm -hmm. But there are other times where I was thinking, what can I do to either take advantage, right? Or be Mm -hmm. maybe ahead of him in different ways. So it kind of, some of this resonated with me, this idea of a kind of a sibling uh, aspect of life. Yeah.
1: I mean, I remember like as kids, you get your Halloween candy Mm -hmm. and I try to convince my (laughs) younger sister, the youngest to trade, you know, I'll give you this shiny wrapper one for six of your, (laughs) these candies that taste, you know, that that sibling uh, sneakiness, if you will. Exactly, It's a real thing. And it's in all of us. Yes. You know, Yep, I am no different than Cain.
0: That envy and jealousy comes about. And I think that's when you think about what Cain did, it says in here, it says, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? This is the NIV version. Mm -hmm. If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you you must master it. And I think that's a common mm-hmm. occurrence for us. If we consider our ways mm-hmm. as the
1: as the right, right.
0: way, yes. yeah, we are going to fall into a place where sin will capture us. Mm-hmm. If we do God's ways, the right way he's instructed us to do, we have the opportunity to master mm-hmm. sin in our lives.
1: And we don't, we don't grow out of it. Mm. You probably know that much oh, yeah. better than I do. Yeah. Yes. But, but I see at 26, the, you know, 10 year old who wanted to take advantage of her five year old sister Yes, still exists. Yes. Like that's still jealousy
0: and envy still Mm -hmm. occurs in my life. There are things in my life that draw my heart, draw my attention. I want to have those things, desire those things. And if I choose to pursue them, chances are it's not going to be good for me or my family. And so that self-control talks about, you know, and, uh, in the New Testament in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, where it talks about all the different fruits of the spirit, get to the very last one, it's self-control, for, I think for it's a hardest. purpose. Yeah. So uh, that's an important aspect that too. Is.
1: Final thoughts on this chapter.
0: Final thoughts on this chapter. I'm glad it's here. Yeah. It's hard mm-hmm. because we start to see the depravity of man. Mm-hmm. We see uh, Cain pursuing his own ways. Uh, we see death occur. Uh, we see uh, argument. Uh, arguing with God through this Mm -hmm. that Cain has. Um, And then you see kind of a growing farther from God and trying to figure out your own way to build your life. So it's a hard chapter, but it's good because I think it starts to point to the fact that, hey, even from the very beginning, sin was present. Mm -hmm. And God still pursues us and wants us to live in ways. And he, by his grace and mercy, provided a means through Jesus that we don't have to live in sin. So this is part of that early story that's going to get to the real part of the story. Yeah. most important part is when Jesus shows up.
1: Absolutely. Which, as we keep reading throughout the rest of the year, we're going to see all signs point to Jesus coming. It's all one story. Amen. We're on our way. So, Scott, thank you for being here and for sharing your wisdom with us and just... um, being a faithful student of mm. God's word. And if you're listening to this and you're saying, hey, I'm I'm in for the journey 2023, would you please take a second to write a review for this podcast? That helps new friends be able to search for it, find it more easily and dive in with us. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together.